everyone, welcome back to the second podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in again. This is actually going to be kind of a different week. We have four podcasts coming at your way. We, on this weekend, Joe decided to hand out a little uh, piece of paper with four questions, four scriptures. You read it, you answer it. I'm actually going to be doing four podcasts this week to discuss each of those questions. I'm really excited about it. We are a community, though, and we definitely want to hear from you guys. We want to... We want to um, we want to know how how, uh, how we're affecting your lives. If you could, head on over to uh, secondplacechurch.com for more information about us. But please keep tuning into this podcast tonight. It's me, AP, with uh, a, n- a newer friend. I've been enjoying getting to know him, uh, Alex Phillips. Also AP. Oh my gosh, I didn't notice that. No, nobody's ever called me that, though. Oh. <laughs> that's that's okay, though. That's uh, I didn't even notice that your initials are AP, too, that... Ta-da. Makes me kind of happy. Oh, I've always looked for a uh, a, co- a co-host other than Joe. I don't want to see him stuck with Joe because Joe Joe is quite the character. I enjoy talking to him. But anyways, um, Alex, how'd you end up at second place? I don't even know. Um, well, I went to Olivet as it seems everybody at second place did pretty much. And um, while there, I I made friends, of course, and. Uh, maintain those friendships after college, and uh, two of them were were Jared Dennis and Christina Dennis, who who married sometime after we graduated. Oh, nice! And um, bumped into Jared after a um, couple months of, of not seeing either of them. We were at Love Money, and he had told me they were doing a, a Saturday night service. I should come check it out, and I was like, Yeah, okay, cool. That sounds good. And about a month went by before I was able to finally get myself there on time, and. I didn't even know what to expect. I, I didn't know it was a full-blown service, honestly. But I enjoyed it, and I've been coming ever since. That was about a year and a half ago then. Nice. August 2017, or September, rather, is when yeah. I started coming. So, really? You've been going yeah. there for that long? Yep. Oh. Yeah. It probably has to do with the fact that I never go to Saturday services. I have a few times this year because it was convenient. Which, but... uh, segue then, if you've never been Saturday night service, come on and check it out. It's a good Dude. time. Seriously, it is a good time. It's a little smaller, lower key. Um, I, I've not been to uh, a Sunday service really. I don't know if do they do the mood lighting in there. Like, we do. We still do the mood lighting uh, stuff. Yeah. Did you said you've only been to one Sunday service, right? Yeah, it was gotcha. when we had that power outage over the summer in in Moni. Oh. The the church that I go to on Sundays is filled with a, a large population of uh, senior citizens. And without having power, uh, that meant no bathrooms and no air conditioning. And after thinking about, you know, I don't have to be a senior citizen to say that uh, I I like having those things. I like it, but I don't think that's the reason to cancel church. Yeah, you know, we um, you know wanted to be considerate, and so we ended up encouraging anybody who could to go to another church or stay home and, and. the comfort of their air conditioning because it was actually one of the, the hotter days of the year as well. Mm. And uh, so I, I came to second place, and they had some goofy power stuff too where it was like halfway on. And Oh, I remember that brownout actually. Yeah, that was, that yeah. was rough. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It didn't seem that bad, but maybe it was just because it was so hot outside. Yeah. So. Yeah, totally. Is your other church part of the Moni Alliance of Churches? Yeah, it's actually right on the other side of Amazon, Moni Free Methodist Church. Okay. So. It's uh, grew up there more or less. Took a small break in college, and then um, 
my sophomore year, we had hired a new pastor who's who's there now, Kevin DeVries, and nice. uh, came back to check it out, and, and I've been there since. Nice. So, do you live in Moni? Yes, I do. Yeah, oh. uh, south southwest side. It's unincorporated. Southwest. Oh, okay. I'm I'm a mile from uh, from Matt and Julie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize how close you live. That's oh, that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. So, a mile north or south? East. Mile east. Yep. So, are you in a subdivision? Nope. No. Okay. Wide open spaces, man. That's that's kind of nice. Total freedom. I don't know how you guys live in how you live in Tinley Park. <laughs> yeah. Dry I, here. I, uh, I could not do this every day. Well, I'm I'm fine with uh you know not living in Tinley Park anymore, but that's for that's for different reasons. <laughs> We're not, we're not going to get into those reasons on this podcast. Right. Anyways. Well, lately, um, some some guys at work had been talking about, um, ironically enough, listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. These, these guys are, are obsessed with him. And uh, so I, I thought I'd... Was one of them Sean? No. Um, no, it was, it was a guy, Jeff. Jeff, if you ever hear this, what's up? And, nice. Uh, yeah, so I, I listened to a, a few of them. Uh, over about the last week, week and a half, maybe. Um, he had Ted Nugent on there, which that guy is a, a crazy dude. Uh, yeah. Makes me want to go, uh, go hunt, though. Holy cow. He's, oh, yeah. He's passionate about hunting. Um, and then uh, had to had to listen to one with Elon Musk, uh, which was the first time I'd ever heard Elon talk, and that dude, man, sounds like a robot. I, I yeah, I, I didn't cow. expect Joe Rogan to uh, ever have a robot on, but like seriously, I I don't know what planet he's from, but Elon Musk is a weird dude. Hey, he's he's doing something right though, man. He really you know? is though. I can uh, And then today actually I, I listened to the one with uh this guy uh Jordan Peterson. You ever hear of him? Oh yeah. I I have his book. I haven't read it yet, but okay. he uh you know, he he gets some some crap, but I don't know. I I think that overall he's a pretty cool dude. He's pretty smart. Seems like it. I, I'm interested to to hear more of what he's got to say. Yeah. Um, he, he was offering quite a bit of um, cultural commentary, you know, which mm-hmm. which I think I think we need more of right now. You know, I, I mean, yeah. with with all the division um, that's it's going on politically and, and culturally, I, I think um, we we need to have more conversations about it instead of just screaming at people. Dude. You know. Amen to that. So I and I'm right there with you of like it'd be nice to be able to actually sit down and talk about stuff and not fight about anything. We can still leave disagreeing, but it'd just be nice to have the civil conversation. So I hear you. It starts with us, man. Exactly. Do yeah. it at home. Do it at work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I uh, I I like Jordan Jordan Peterson's one point in his book um, where he's talking about uh, step one: make your bed and clean your room. And some people are like, "Oh, that's." You know, that's dumb, and people are spending all this money on this book. I think that we live in a time where people need to hear that, though. Basically, don't be a schmuck. Yeah. Get cleaned up, put your pants on, and clean up your bedroom. I I think that a lot of people haven't heard that enough in their life, and I think that's good that he's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, man, there's a lot of basic things it seems people need to be taught again, you mm-hmm. know, that, that used to be common sense and... Well, that, that's a good point, because even when it comes to Scripture, Jesus had the 12 disciples, and they were constantly following him around. They're with God, literally, the physical embodiment of God. And Jesus said to them, well, who do you think I am? That is as basic of a question as it gets, and he still had to ask them that, even after a period of time of being with them. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's hard to say. You know, I, I mean, hindsight being what it is, it, it seems a, a lot more uh, – it, it's much easier to, to be critical and, and say, oh, those guys are – you know, what were they thinking? Those bozos. They, that was Jesus, you know. But, yeah. I mean, who's to say we would even have believed Jesus, you know, that that he is who he said he was. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a huge first step, you know, good for them that, that they believed him, you know. And I don't know. Look at the Mercy Me song. I can only imagine. Yeah. If, if, if an angel appeared in front of me right now, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Probably soil myself for starters and then go from there. Just being honest. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I'm alive when I'm alive, you know, because yeah. if, if I was around back then, who's to say, you know, we wouldn't have persecuted Jesus ourselves, you know? Yeah. So. That's a good question. Yeah. What, uh, what about you? What are you into? Well, I think what I'm into is pretty obvious since you're sitting in my house with me. I am into redoing the first floor of my house. As many listeners know, I was redoing the second floor, and now I'm redoing the first floor. I And uh, then my brother said that he needs me to watch his dog while their house is on the market, and they're trying to sell it. And I'm like, well, I'm not putting this off. I have to get this done as soon as humanly possible. So I'm trying to get the floor in down here so that uh miss cleo is not that's the dog yeah that's a dog and uh when's he when's he closing um well they got to get their house in the market first or right um and then they don't even know hopefully they're supposed to close on their new house the end of march but it depends on how fast they can sell their house and i'm like wow those are ambitious dreams my brother well i i I guess uh, what i meant to ask is when you're getting the dog oh i'm getting the dog on saturday Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm getting the dog real soon. So he, I he's got work to do. Yes, yeah. I'm uh, I, I'm, a little, long. I'm a little I'm a little little under halfway done. Is, uh, the kitchen all the way done. The kitchen is done. Right. Yes. Okay. Now I do have to do still do the trim, but all that type of stuff I'm gonna do in sp- spring. I mean, first I'm gonna paint some of the well, touch up some of the walls. I'm gonna paint one wall. The burgundy there, the other part underneath the stairs is going to be burgundy. Then I got to do all, you know, then, then I got to do the trim. But all that stuff is going to come in spring once it's warmer out. Um, I just really, I really hated the floors down here. So, yeah, right now I'm into doing that. Um, it's kind of nice that I can do it myself. I'm a little scared of a few parts yeah. on whether or not I'm going to be able to do it right. Why don't but, uh, Why don't you leave that wall tan or whatever? Burgundy might uh, make it a little dark under the stairs, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that. I'm not entirely close, sure. Close the room off a little bit. Yeah. Kayla suggested doing a burgundy because the everything else that you see is tan or white is staying that color. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a nice accent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All the trim's going to be white, too. So all the trim around the doors and the windows. There you go. That's all going to be white. It'll make it pop. Uh, white trim really does make rooms look bigger. It's very odd. I don't know how or why, but it does. Mm. So that's know. fun. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, so yeah, that's what I'm into. Just... uh Ripping all this stuff up and putting the new stuff down. It's it's getting there. It's a, it's a matter of having enough room to move the, the furniture, though. That's the hard part. Stack it. Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm going to have to do. But anyways, this evening, we're talking about the first question on the handout that Joe gave us. Uh, so, it says, first, read Luke 8, 22 to 25. Looks like you got that pulled up. Yep. If you could go ahead and read that for us, that'd be great, man. Yeah, let's do it. 
One day Jesus said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and set out. As they sailed, he fell asleep. A squall came down on the lake so that the boat was being swamped, and they were in great danger. The disciples uh, went and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we're going to drown. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging waters. The storm subsided, and all was calm. Where is your faith? he asked his disciples. In fear and amazement, they asked one another, Who is this? He commands even the winds and the water, and they obey him. Amen to that, man. So yeah, the question that Joe pulled out of there, where is your faith? And uh, I, I do my best to be an honest guy. And so I answered it truthfully. Um, my faith right now is in Christ alone, but it's still just uh, still sort of broken in some ways. And I don't say that proudly. I say that honestly because... I'm getting very discouraged by the amount of people that were like Christian rock stars that I looked up to that are just denouncing Christianity and saying, oh, the Bible's not necessarily true. You can get some truth out of it, but that it's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily accurate. And I'm like, yikes! how have you been in Christendom your whole life and... This is what you have to say about it now that you didn't get your way. Yeah. Wow. And I'm yeah, I'm not gonna single anyone out or, or say any names and that I, that'd just be cruel, but like it's just where I'm at. That's what I, that's just where I'm struggling because I, I think my point with all that is if that's what's being preached in a church, then what are you even preaching? And I, I think my faith has really been rocked by that. Well, um, I mean Really, they're not the the first or only, you know, big name Christians. I I, I don't know yeah. who you're talking about, but but they're certainly not the first, and they they won't be the last. I mean, you know, there's we're we're seeing a an insurgence almost um, of basically impropriety in in the church with a couple of these bigger names. You know, and what do, uh, I'm curious, what do you mean by impropriety? Like, uh, basically, not living above reproach mm, okay. um, at at best at, at worst um i would i would call it a lifestyle of sin yeah you know um you know we're, we're seeing that in in a couple chicago area mega churches over the last couple of years one yeah. one you know breaking here a little more recently of course um you know and and we can sit back and be critical or we can sit back and be grateful that um, our faith does not depend on on these men you know or, or, or these men and women you know they're they are not the ones we're trying to be like mm-hmm. you know um, all all have sinned it says and, and fall short of the glory of God um, but it also you know Paul also says in Romans that we are justified freely by the grace um, what is that but you know we're we're justified by by grace is, is what Paul goes on to say there basically and and so hey man you know it sucks but our faith is not in in our human role models yeah I actually said that to uh, I was kind of explaining where my faith is at to um, what's his name Pastor Justin Kane he's the lead pastor of uh, New Day Church 
And uh, where's that at? It, it they currently meet in Lincoln Way Central. Okay. It, they they actually started like literally one year ago. Okay. Um, cool. I got to go to their launch and everything. It was super cool. Um, but I, I, I go to their uh, their their men's group that meets every other Wednesday, and um, I was saying that to him, and he's like. Yeah, man, you got got to put your faith in the right place. I'm like, and and you know what? You're right, and I'm, not, I'm totally not in denial of that. Yeah. It's it's just really hard when y- your role models are just like abandoning it, and and it's not it's not that like one person has or like you said that not that that a lot of these guys we're finding out aren't living above reproach, but it's just the the number of them. It's the magnitude of them. I mean, off the top of my head, I can think of five different people right now yeah. that I'm like. How did you play a major role in a church, and then say, "Yeah, the Bible's not that important." I, there's an enemy prowling, man, like a yeah. roaring lion. Yeah, definitely. You know the the thief Jesus warns us comes to steal and kill and destroy. Yep. Um, you know he's he's working on me. He's working on you. He's working on anybody that uh, that loves God, man. And and some people give in. Yeah. So, yeah. just gotta stay strong. Amen to that. But as for you, Alex, based on the scripture that Joe shared with us, where is your faith at? If you care to, share, yeah, of course. No, I, I don't mind. Um, it's just a matter of of articulating. Um, so, it, you know, as as we discussed uh, last week in in the growth group, um, I believe you had, you know said something about feeling like the the Israelites wandering in the desert for 40 years you know mm. um, and and I believe I indicated that that I can you know relate to that as well where you know I've I've seen um, I've seen God move in my life and um, and and I believe in him and, and I absolutely trust that that he loves me and knows what's best for me Um and over the last few years, I, I just have felt like I'm in a, a waiting period, like the the Israelites. You know, uh, while they were in the desert waiting for the the promised land, God was still among them. He was still moving uh, in many of them. He was providing, you know, manna from from heaven and water from the rock, and and He was guiding them. Um, and and so I I've I've seen that, but I I feel like. I'm on the cusp of of that big thing, you know, and, mm. and, and I don't know what it is, um, but I I feel like I'm anticipating uh, something big. Yeah, I don't know. Good. So I'll just keep waiting, man. I've been waiting for a few. I've been waiting for years. So what's what's another day? You know. Yeah. And if you say that every day, eventually, uh, I think you're gonna see it. Yeah. Totally, that's awesome, man. So, you're just uh, you're just riding those waves right now. Pretty much <laughs> riding the waves, man. Until Jesus calms the storm, then there's uh, no more waves. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I, I think that uh, metaphor is about to break down, though, with the the waves. Yeah. Cause, I don't know. But. Well, hopefully they don't like crash down on you and like shatter the boat and stuff. Nah, man. That'd be bad. <laughs> nope. But. Shipwreck couldn't kill Paul, man. He That's said true. He'd been shipwrecked how many times? Dude, 
when you go through like the book of acts and read about him you realize he's a tough dude paul's, like paul's a gangster seriously like, i mean i mean he was like murdering christians at one point so yeah he kind of is a gangster it's true like that that is an accurate term yeah yeah i mean uh thanks paul for half the new testament and and for all your stories holy cow man yeah they, uh Thank God you're not Saul anymore. That's good. Right. Yeah. Were you... Oh, I don't know if you were there. Were you at second place by the time Joe brought the opossum Paul to church? Yep. Yeah, I was there that Saturday night before he froze it. Oh! It was still limp. <laughs> My goodness, it was so gross. It thought... Like, he... So... For those that don't know, he picked up a dead possum. Now... On the side of the road. He didn't just pick it up. Like, he, he had a shovel... And he was trying to get it into the back of the van, and it wasn't working. He just picks it up by the tail and throws it in the back of his van. You got to do what you got to do. He brings it to church, puts it in the church freezer. I'm not going to say which one. I'm more intelligent than that. Puts it in the church freezer. The next morning, it thaws out again. The sound of it hitting the stage, oh my goodness. He did it on the stage? He dropped it on the stage during service. That Saturday night. That was like right after I started coming. And I thought, this is amazing, you know. But uh, yeah, it was is before uh, he'd frozen it. Uh, it was before <laughs> it was before rigor mortis had uh, set in, so it's still kind of flapping around. And uh, he's got that little podium, mm-hmm. and uh, he, you know, Saturday nights he normally. I don't know if he does it Sundays, but he takes the podium down and and he often preaches from the floor. And he just plopped it right down on that little square tabletop of the podium. Ugh. And it was, like, kind of hanging off the sides. Oh, man. Oh, no, he had it in a garbage bag the next morning. Yeah, no, it, it was in the garbage bag. Oh, okay. It was just still, it was a big enough garbage bag that could flop around. <laughs> That's so gross. That's totally something he would, he would do. I admired him for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know if he can ever top that one, though. I've seen him do some weird stuff. I've seen him do some crazy stuff. I don't know if he's ever going to top that one. That one really... Got to get a bigger animal. That's what I like to hear. Or zipline. We should set up a zipline for him to come in. I uh, mean, it is a warehouse. That's right, man. That'd be perfect. I can't tell you how many times I've sat there and and looked up to my left and thought, man, if we just anchored a zipline up there to the stage, that'd be awesome. Dude, yes. We can use the top of the drum platform and zipline to the other side. All the way to Historia. Oh, uh, I don't think we got the elevation. No? no, no, no way. Are you no. talking about the big thing to the to the left of the stage? No, I'm talking the upstairs. Oh, all, the all crow's the nest. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. Oh, dude, you you know you're thinking. I don't, I don't think there's enough elevation though to get from the the drum uh, cage to. Oh yeah, to by the, the time you get though, the wire taut flat. enough. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. A boy can dream. That's right. This has been a really good podcast. Thank you for joining me this evening, man. For those that are listening, there will hopefully be three more podcasts coming out this week. Tomorrow we will be discussing day two, so please go ahead and read that. It says, read Mark ten forty six to 52. Answer this question, what do you want me to do for you? So, be prepared. Hopefully we'll have another podcast coming out tomorrow. Alex... What are we going in on? Hmm. Opossum Paul. That's what I like to hear. It's gotta be. Hands in the middle, everyone. If you're if you're working on your floor in your house, 
Make sure that you put down the hammer first and put your hand in the middle. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's on the count very of three. specific situation. Yes. One, two, three. Awesome. Awesome.